Section 3 of the Treatises of Benvenuto Cellini on Goldsmithing and Sculpture by Benvenuto Cellini, translated by C. R. Ashby. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Treatise on Goldsmithing, Chapter 2, on Filigree Work. Though I don't work much in filigree myself, I have nonetheless done one or two very difficult and very beautiful pieces of work in this line, and so I'll say something about it. The art is a charming one, and when well executed and well understood, is as pleasing to the eye of man as anything done in goldsmithing. Those who did the best work in filigree were the men who had a good grip of drawing, especially designing from foliage and pierced spray work, for everything that you set to work upon requires first of all that you think it out as a design. And though many have practised the art without making drawings first, because the material in which they worked was so easily handled and so pliable, still, those who made their drawings first did the best work. Now give ear to the way the art is pursued. Innumerable are the purposes to which you may apply filigree, so first of all we'll begin with some of the ordinary everyday things and then have a look at such other things as will make a man's mouth water. The more ordinary use to which filigree is applied is for buckles and pins for belts, such as I told of in the introductory chapter of my book. Then it is used, too, for making crosses and earrings, small caskets, buttons, certain kinds of little charms and diverse manner of necklaces. These latter are often worn with fillings of musk, as is also frequently the case with bracelets, and so an endless other variety of things. Now, it's necessary that for everything that you want to execute in this line of work, you must, to begin with, make a gold or silver plate exactly in the way you want your work ultimately to be. After this is done, and of course, after you've made your drawing, have ready all the different kinds of wire of which you'll have need, such, for instance, as thick and thin and middling, the usual three sizes in due sequence, and perhaps a fourth size likewise. Then have ready some granalia, granulated metal, for so the stuff is called, and in order to make this, you take your gold or silver, melt it, and when it's well melted, pour it into a pot of powdered charcoal. In this way, every kind of granulated metal is made. Footnote. Fine granules of gold are made by cutting gold wire into short lengths, mixing the cut pieces with charcoal, placing the mixture in a crucible, and then heating the whole up to the melting point of the metal. Afterwards, the charcoal is washed away, and the gold granules, which have been fused into a round form, sorted according to size by sifting. End footnote. Then, too, you must have your solder prepared and ready to hand, and the right solder to use is the terzo solder, so-called because you make it with two ounces of silver and one of copper. Now, though many are accustomed to make solder with brass, be advised that it's much better to make it with copper, and less risky. Take heed that you file your solder very fine, then put to every three parts of solder one of well-ground borax, and, having well mixed them, put them in a borax crucible, such as a goldsmith does. Footnote. Boracciere. Perhaps a borax pan. End footnote. 
then have handy some gum tragacanth footnote uno scarpaletto agnato and footnote a sort of gum which you can buy at any apothecaries dissolve this gum tragacanth in a little cup or vase or whatever is convenient when you have all these things in order you will also need by you two pairs of stout little pliers and also a small sharp chisel cut angularly like the wood engravers use footnote dragante and footnote but its handle ought to be short the length and size of the handle of a graver for its object is to cut the wires in accordance as you may wish to twist them either one way or the other as your design requires or your taste determines you will also need a copper plate fairly stout very smooth and about the size of the palm of your hand when you've twisted your wire into the shapes you want you must place it bit by bit on the copper plate and so bit by bit with a camel's hair brush streak it over with the solution of gum tragacanth arranging at the same time the little gold and silver beads tastily during the time that you're piecing together your bits of leaves and other particles the tragacanth water will hold them together sufficiently to prevent their moving then every time that you have composed a part of your spray work and before the tragacanth water has got dry throw a little soldering powder out of your borax upon it and put just as much as may suffice to solder your spray work and not more the object of putting just enough on is that the work when soldered shall be graceful and slender for too much solder makes it look fat hereupon when it's time for soldering you will need in readiness a little stove such as is used for enamelling but since there is a great difference between the melting of enamel and the soldering of filigree you will need to heat this furnace with a much smaller fire then attach your work to a little iron plate but so that the work stands free above it and put it little by little to the heat of the furnace until the borax shall have fumed away and done as is its wont now too much heat would move the wires you have woven out of place so it's essential to take the greatest possible care really it's quite impossible to tell it properly in writing i could explain it all right enough by word of mouth or better still show you how it's done still come along we'll try and go on as we started when you're ready to begin soldering and want to make your solder flow put your work in the furnace and place beneath it a few little pieces of well-dried wood fanning them up a bit with your bellows then it's not a bad thing too after this to throw a few coarse cinders upon the fire and this done at the right moment does a deal of good but it's practice and experience together with a man's own discretion that are the only real ways of teaching one how to bring about good results in this or in anything when your work is soldered that is to say if it be silver work you must to begin with cook it in tartar footnote gomma di botte i.e tartrate of potash and footnote mixed with some salt or other and cook it so long till all the borax is off it this ought to last about a quarter of an hour by which time it'll be quite clean and free from borax if on the other hand it be made of gold 
you must put it in strong vinegar for about twenty-four hours until you see a little salt forming upon it and so after this manner can you fashion all sorts of rosettes that may be needed in your work such as i have not only seen but myself made and that give much variety to the work when you have ordered them each in their place and in accordance with your design but now i'll tell you yet something further about the cunning of this charming art i'll tell you of a wonderful and priceless work that was shown me in france in paris their most beautiful and richest city which the french according to their language call paris simpari that is to say sans peer or without equal it was in the service of king francis in the year fifteen forty one this most royal and splendid of kings retained me in paris and gave me of his liberality a castle standing in the city itself and called by the name of the little nello here i worked for four years the which will be recounted all in its place when i come to tell of the great works which i made for this most worthy king here i will continue my talk as to the way of working in filigree and as i promised tell of a work most rare a work such as may perchance never again be executed which i saw in this city one day a solemn fete day the king went at vespers to his saint chapelle in paris he sent word to me that i was to be at vespers too as he had something nice to show me when vespers were over the king called me to him through the constable who sometimes represents the king himself this gentleman came took me by the hand and led me before the king who with great kindness and affability began to show me the most beautiful trinkets and jewels and briefly asked my opinion on them after these he showed me a variety of ancient camei about as big as the palm of a large hand and asked me many things about them on which i gave him my opinion they had stood me in the middle of all of them there was the king and the king of navarre his brother-in-law and the queen of navarre and all the first flower of the nobility and of those that came nearest to the crown and before all of them his majesty showed me many beautiful and priceless things about which we talked for a good time to his great delight thereupon he showed me a drinking bowl without a foot and of a middling size wrought in filigree with the choicest spray work upon which much other ornamental detail was admirably applied now list to my description of it in among the spray work and interstices of filigree were settings of the most beautiful enamel of various colours and when you held it to the light these enamel fillings almost looked as if they were transparent indeed it seemed impossible that such a piece of work should ever have been made thus at least thought the king and asked me very pleasantly since i had thus highly praised the bowl could i possibly imagine how the work was done i thereupon answered his question thus sacred majesty quoth i i can tell you exactly how it's done even so much so that you being the man of rare ability that you are shall know how just as well as the master himself that made it knew but the explanation of the methods that underlie its making will take rather a long time at these words of mine all the noble assembly that waited on his majesty thronged around me the king declared he had never seen work of so wondrous a kind 
and since it was so easy of explanation bade me tell as i had promised then spake i if you want to make a bowl like this you must begin by making one of thin sheet iron about the thickness of a knife back larger than the one you want ultimately to produce in filigree then with a brush you painted inside with a solution of fine clay cloth shearings and tripoli clay finely ground then you take finely drawn gold wire of such a thickness as your wise-minded master may wish that of his bowl to be this thread should be so thick that if you beat it out flat with a hammer on your clean little cup it bends more readily in the width than otherwise in such a way that it may then be flattened out to a ribbon shape two knife blades broad and as thin as a sheet of paper you must be careful to stretch your thread out very evenly and have it tempered soft because it will then be easier to twist with your pliers then with your fine design before you you commence to compose your stretched thread inside the iron bowl first the principal members according to their way of arrangement piece by piece painting them over with solution of gum tragacanth so that they adhere to the clay solution with which you pasted the inside then when your craftsman has set all his principal members and larger outlines he must put in the spray work each piece in its place just as the design guides him setting it spray by spray bit by bit in the way i've told you and then when all this is in proper order he must have ready his enamels of all colours well ground and well washed it is true you might do the soldering first before you put in the enamel and you would do it in the way that i explained above when i considered the soldering of filigree work but it's as good one way as the other soldered or not soldered and when all the preliminary work is carefully done and all the interstices nicely filled with the coloured enamels you put the whole thing in the furnace in order to make the enamel flow to begin with you must only subject it to a slight heat after which when you've filled up any little openings with a second coat of enamel you may put it again under a rather bigger fire and if it appear after this that there are still crannies to be filled up you put it to as strong a fire as the craft allows and as your enamels will bear when all this is done you remove it from the iron bowl which will be easy by reason of the paste of clay to which the actual work and the enamels are attached then with a particular kind of stones called frassinelle and with fresh water you begin the process of smoothing it down and you must go on with this so long till the enamel is polished down to an equal thickness throughout and as may seem good to you and when you have gone as far as the frassinelle can take you you may continue your polishing with still finer stones and lastly with a piece of reed and tripoli clay as i explained it in niello work then the surface of your enamel will be very smooth and beautiful when the admirable king francis heard all this description of mine he declared that they who knew so well how to explain doubtless knew still better how to perform and that i had so well pointed out to him the whole process of a work that he had erst thought impossible that now owing to my description he really thought he could do it himself and therewith he heaped great favours upon me such as you can't possibly imagine end of section three